Hello, my fellow communicators, and welcome to Stories Lived, Stories Told, a podcast centered around the communication theory, Coordinated Management of Meaning. Coordinated Management of Meaning, or CMM, claims that persons in conversation co-construct their own social realities and are simultaneously shaped by the worlds they create. In other words, we get to create the social worlds we exist in. And we have to recognize that those social worlds we create influence us too. Over time, CMM has continued to evolve from a purely academic theory into a real, tangible practice, one that each of us can use in our own lives, with the goal of creating better social worlds by understanding our patterns, the way we engage in storytelling, and our role in the creation of those social worlds. Today we are exploring one concept that is really helpful as we continue to center our focus on the how. CMM acknowledges many other approaches to communication focus on the what, or the content of the message. But equally important and way less understood is the how. As in how we communicate our message, how we interact and engage with others, and how we show up. Today, we're learning about genuine curiosity. Genuine curiosity. This is a concept that Alex and I talked about in our last conversation episode together. Now, she used the phrase genuine inquiry. I'm going to call it genuine curiosity today, but they both really get at the same thing. The way that Alex explained that she has come to understand CMM, and more specifically how to integrate CMM into her life, is to think about it as a process. That process starting at imagination, and then moving to genuine inquiry, And finally, to embodied realism, moving from theory to practice, from just imagining what her interactions and relationships could look like when using CMM, to actually using CMM, embodying it in her everyday life. But in between those two is genuine inquiry or genuine curiosity. I'm not going to give a textbook definition for genuine curiosity right now because I really think it can look like and feel like many things to different people. There's a lot of ways to express or embody genuine curiosity. So I think as we move through the rest of this mini-sode, be thinking about examples of it in your own life as I talk about examples of it. As you come to understand it, we'll build our definition together. So if we're wondering what role genuine curiosity plays in our lives or how we would actually use it, we can think about it in the same way we say that CMM is one approach to your life and relationships. Genuine curiosity is also an approach and it goes hand in hand with CMM. We want to approach people, experiences, ideas, emotions with genuine curiosity. And like everything in our CMM approach, It's a choice. It's a choice we make in every moment how we are going to show up. Specifically, the way that I understand it is that the choice is between showing up in a critical, judging, and closed-minded way or showing up in a non-judging and open-minded way. Now, let me pause here. This is not to say that we should never be critical of the ideas and systems that we encounter. We absolutely have to be. Like Sarah Hayden said in our conversation with her, we always have to be asking ourselves, how does blank, you know, whatever's right in front of you, how does this help us achieve our goal? 
and does it? And what would do a better job instead? But especially as we approach other people, we have to recognize how if we bring criticism and judgment to people right off the bat, before even hearing what they have to share, that if that is our approach, instead of genuine curiosity, genuine inquiry being our approach, then that really does have the power to end the possibility of any kind of conversation that is meaningful, intelligent, loving, and connecting. And you might recognize that meaningful, intelligent, loving connection are the things that make up Alex's MILK acronym of what she said she was looking to create in her interactions. So if we also buy into that, if we too say we want MILK conversations, then it's really important to use genuine curiosity as our approach. So what does it mean to be genuinely curious? I think someone who is genuinely curious is looking to understand for the sake of understanding and deepening the relationship. One distinction we make when we're talking about communication and specifically how you show up when you're the listener in a conversation is the difference between listening to respond, which means you're not really paying attention to what the other person's saying. You're just waiting until they stop or take a long enough pause where you can interject with your response that you are going to say kind of regardless of whatever they said. But instead of just listening to respond, the other option is to listen to understand. So you're really listening to hear that person and asking questions to further your understanding and then using that to formulate your response. So let's use Alex's language, genuine inquiry. Inquiry. It's inquiring. It's questioning. But how are we questioning? For example, you can ask why of someone or something. And again, you should be asking why. But the way we say it or the way we bring the question to someone matters a lot. That's why step two of Alex's process is not just inquiry. It is genuine inquiry. That's an important distinction that she makes there. This is kind of a funny story, but I was with a two-year-old recently and I was watching him interact with his parents and he just kept asking why. So what was happening that I saw is that he would ask why, get a response, not take in that response at all and ask why again. Now, the reason he probably didn't take in the response is that he is too. But the same thing happens for a lot of adults. But our reason for, you know, continuing to ask why and not taking in the response is not because we can't understand, but because we kind of opt out or we choose not to listen in that way. Like, think about a time when you expressed an opinion on something and someone questioned you on it. If that person is engaging with you from a place of genuine inquiry, I really think you can tell. You know it. You feel safe to share. Feel respect, trust, openness from the other person. But if someone is not approaching you with genuine curiosity, I think you can also tell that. And I'm not quite sure what to call the opposite of genuine curiosity. So maybe think about that for yourself. What, what is the opposite to you? You know, as I'm thinking just now, maybe the opposite of something like genuine inquiry is a hostile inquiry. Or the opposite of genuine curiosity is an artificial curiosity. Or even, you know, no curiosity whatsoever and it's just pure disinterest is the opposite. 
Whatever words you would use when someone comes at you like that, I personally shut down. I don't feel safe to share. I retreat. I'm immediately feeling like I have to be on the defensive. And again, that's a pattern that shuts down any kind of productive or milk conversations. You know, it doesn't welcome vulnerability and authenticity. Whereas a genuine curiosity approach does invite those things and actively creates a space for them. One way we can see genuine curiosity working together with CMM is by returning to the loop model. If you aren't familiar with this model, feel free to go back to that mini-sode and get a refresher. So the loop model is about these different stories, both told and untold, coexisting in our social worlds. And if we go back to the main claim of CMM, that persons in conversation co-construct their own social realities and are influenced by those social realities they create, even though some of the stories are untold or unheard, they're still part of the construction of our social world, and even more important, they still influence us. If you've listened to any of my conversation episodes, then you know that one question I like to ask at the end of a conversation is, what stories do you want to hear more of? And what I'm trying to get at with this is that we have to acknowledge that not everyone's stories have been valued the same historically or culturally. You know, think about our history books. One phrase that I've encountered when I've studied history is that history is written by the victors. And I think that has a lot of truth to it because history is an objective, right? Like everything, it's just a collection of people's stories and they all look different. So if we only listen to one version, then we really miss out on a more robust understanding of the story. And the other layer is that different people's stories have been prioritized differently, yes, but also different types of stories. So even within ourselves, we give a lot of attention to stories of success and power and wealth and happiness, and usually not a lot of attention to stories of sorrow or vulnerability or failure, right? Those are the ones that are hard to look directly at or hard to swallow, especially if you're sharing about your own sorrow or vulnerability or failure. But we need those stories too. So if we can be asking ourselves, what stories do we want to hear more of? And then if we can take action based off of that, if we can be thinking about the loop model and dig for those other stories, that is what it looks like for us to bring genuine inquiry and curiosity to our social worlds. And what this really is, is us moving towards a better social world, which is always the goal. Okay, as we wrap things up today, we want to end with thinking about what our next turn is. Where do you go from here? What do we do with this new knowledge? How do we let it impact us? So today's next turn is to think about how you would define genuine curiosity. What examples do you have in your own life? either as someone who used the approach of genuine curiosity or when someone approached you with genuine curiosity. What did it look like? What did it feel like? Like Alex said, the process, and it is a process, is imagination, genuine inquiry, and then embodiment. So don't feel pressure to skip straight to the embodiment. Start with imagining what your life and relationships and social worlds could look like if you did embody genuine curiosity. Think about the patterns you're in. 
and imagine how those could be transformed by using genuine inquiry. It is a lot to reimagine your whole social world, but lean into it and take it a little bit at a time. And remember, you're not alone on this journey. Thank you for showing up today. Thank you for being open and curious about something new. And thank you for being genuine. Well, my fellow communicators, that is all for today. We'll talk again next week for another mini-sode. So I'll see you then.